3, 2, and hello and welcome to another edition of the IFCO television program broadcasting live and I got to tell you I'm very excited about tonight's program we have a phenomenal guest who's joining with us a uh, IFCO board member a Sherman College of Chiropractic board member a Australian Spinal Research Foundation board member he's the board member of everything and uh, he's also a phenomenal um, let's just say, uh, innovator in the field of chiropractic uh, and chiropractic business, marketing, sales. Uh, his famous BDC club is, is, is taking off like wildfire. And uh, so many great things. Uh, tax, the, the art of the specific, uh, he's, he's involved with it all. Uh, and I'm also uh, joined here by uh, Tristan Schaub, who is, of course, my co-host for IFCO television, and I, I got to tell you, I think you folks who are watching at home, you're in for a real treat. Do us a favor, uh, if you're watching this uh, live right now, uh, share this uh, uh, and uh, you know let other people know because, gosh, there are so many people that are going to benefit from this conversation tonight, and I just want you and your friends to be uh, some of those folks that 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 uh, that receive the benefits. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass the mic over to Tristan Schaub so he could start the interview with some uh, hard-hitting, in-depth questions uh, for our special guest tonight, Dr. Sean Dill. First of all, thank you, Ben. And, and can we just say that, that Dr. Schubel, President Schubel, is looking very good on his, uh, on his uh, cleanse. If you notice his face, he, he's, he's almost lost 20 years. So congratulations there as a... Uh, I got to enjoy hanging out with you two in the Dominican Republic um, and uh, learning more about <laughs> what makes us, uh, what motivates us, what ticks us off. And uh, Sean was interesting to hang around with because both of you guys never stop working, even on vacation. And I think the world needs to know that. Uh, you're constantly talking to your uh, clinics, talking to your people. And so for people that don't know Sean and Dill that are going to get out there, Sean, Give us a snapshot of, of how how you got to be Dilly Dilly and the man we know today as Shank. Well, I, I love the idea of, you know, I, I was um, watching this documentary not too long ago, and they were saying one of the hardest things to do is to reinvent yourself. And, you know, I, I, I love the challenge of reinventing yourself. I, I'm fascinated by, you know, Sean shares my same name, Sean P. Diddy Combs and the evolution, right, um, Diddy, and all of these things. And, you know, I think it's great just to switch up your persona, your nickname, your personal brand identity um, every now and then. Reinvent yourself. You know, one of the things that uh, I was challenged over this past year was, you know, uh, you, you can't become stagnant. You need to be growing, not just growing your business, but you need to be looking vertically, horizontally. You need to be looking to acquire new business, offer new offerings, you know, and so, you know, I think that's the thing is that I just um, have been challenged, not because I'm special, but because people put challenges out for me. Um, and, and I just, um, I'm up for the challenge. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll be starfish. I'll be shank Billy. I'll be whatever, I, whatever it is that you want me to be um, as long as we're growing. But listen, ultimately, at the end of the day, I think what's really important is that um, at the at the cornerstone, at the foundation, at the keystone of everything that um, we do is chiropractic. Um, 
early in my career, um, and, and Liam, Liam and I share very similar type paths. In fact, I'm not sure, Liam, if you ended up in this in this boat. Um, but in, in early in my career, you know, I was making good money, and I was investing in a lot of different businesses. I found myself. Um, I owned a sports bar. Um, I was um, importing and exporting different things to sell to the government of Costa Rica, not drugs, as everybody seems to think. Um, but you know, I, I was, oils, right? I, yeah, and we were importing, uh, uh, you know, whatever the uh, super special essential oils. We we were we were doing a lot of different businesses, and when I moved to the states, one of the things that really motivated me, as when I was young, I was super into music, and you know, in the in the 1980s. You know, I listened to, I, I played a lot of jazz, I played the saxophone, I listened to a lot of Kenny G, um, that, you know, depending on where you are on the music scale, you might be like, boo, but one of the things that I really admired about Kenny G is that he decided that he wanted to commit his life to music, and he committed that he would not make any money from anything if it was not music, and, and you know, early on in his career, rather than take a job working at the bookstore, or the general store, or at the mall with his friends, instead, he played in the circus. Because he wasn't able to get a job, you know, doing anything else, and he, you know, he wasn't good enough as a musician to play at a high level, and he only wanted to make money from music. And so when I moved to the states, gosh, that was back in about, I think about 2004, I, I decided that I wanted to dedicate at the center of my business. I wanted to have chiropractic there. And so regardless whatever I'm doing, um, you know, the people that know me know that the ultimate goal here was we want to take chiropractic out to the world, and that's something that I share with Liam. Um, you know, that vision for every man, woman, and child on the planet, you know, on the planet. And so that means that we're going to have to do things. We're going to have to get outside of our box. We're going to have to innovate. We're going to have to find new ways to bring the message to the people. But it doesn't matter what we're doing. You know, I think I speak for Liam. I've known him um, for quite some time. Is You know, at the, at the center of what we're doing, ultimately, is we want to create accessibility for the people on this planet to receive chiropractic care. Liam, did you want to add anything in there? Yeah, I, I agree with uh, with what uh, Dr. Sean is saying, and and you know the the thing is, it, it, in business, you're always looking for where the opportunity is, where the growth is, uh, and and business, in its essence, in its core, is always looking to solve a problem that society has or a challenge that society has. And I think if you look around the world right now, and this is why I'm so passionate about the IFCO, the, the, the international part, the International Federation of Chiropractors and Organizations, the healthcare delivery system is in an absolute crisis. I, I don't think anybody can argue that, uh, that point, uh, you know, against that point. And the reason that it is in a crisis, it's, it's a financial disaster, is because the philosophy behind the delivery of the healthcare system is a philosophy that's a mechanistic philosophy applied to a vitalistic organism. And so obviously that's not the uh, most optimal way to deliver healthcare. And, and I think if we start uh, uh, stepping up our game as chiropractors, and, and I know that Sean does a lot of work with this, I do a lot of work, and I know Tristan, your program as well, addressing the mindset of chiropractors, addressing the system strategies that chiropractors use, acknowledging as well that chiropractors are business uh, people. Uh, and I think that for the longest time, you know, we went through kind of this phase in the, in the 60s and 70s where, you know, we were this hippie high group uh, and we were these, you know, ultimately uh, uh, very uh, 
ethereal type characters. And, and we were kind of off base in the sense that this realization that, yes, we are in the service-oriented industry. And this is what I love about what Shank does. We're in a, in a service-oriented industry. But in order to succeed and thrive in that service-oriented industry, we have to be analyzing all components of our business. And as he talked about, expanding those vertically and horizontally to have, let's say, the biggest bang for your buck uh, for this opportunity that's being presented to us. I mean, never before in the history of, of man have we seen such a great opportunity to impact, transform, and evolve the healthcare system as we know it. And so, uh, you know, that, that would be my addition to that, Tristan. I, I just think he's on the right page, uh, and obviously he's, he's innovative, uh, it, both in his personal life and, and the work that he does with uh, chiropractors around the world, and that's what we're seeing as the manifestation. I, th I think we're on the right track, and if you look, our tribes collectively are growing like wildfire because we're skating to where the puck is going rather than to where it's been or where it is currently. John, what is, uh, what is your role with the IFCO, and what is your uh, number one duty, and what are your concerns going forward, and what are you trying to tackle? Well, first of all, I serve on the board, um, so I'm a board member there. I am also the chair of the Public Relations Committee. And so, you know, listen, for, for the IFCO, in my opinion, is, is the greatest organization, international organization in chiropractic. And listen, I'm also saying that from the perspective that I have practiced in the international arena. Right. And so, you know, I remember I practiced in Costa Rica. I felt like I was all alone. I was writing a law. I was looking for help. I reached out to many organizations that had international or world worldwide in their in their titles. And I, honestly, I just felt like, you know, I received very little support. I, I feel like there's a lot of organizations that like to show up after the fact. Right? So, hey, listen, if you win, um, we'll be there for the victory party. Um, and very few organizations that are willing to actually dig in, get their hands dirty, and, and help. And, you know, it's not always the biggest. I know that organizations always run around there and say, like, hey, you know, we're the biggest, we have the most. I'm not interested in the biggest, I'm interested in the most effective, right? Listen, you know, the, the Navy SEALs are not the biggest, right? You, that's, not their, that's not their calling card. But when, when stuff is serious when when it's when it's bad when lives are on the line you call in a small group of people who know how to get things done right so listen that for me is ifco now let's not be naive about the deal i know that a lot of people think when they think ifco they think straight chiropractic and so they think that you know listen we're the chiropractic police um, we're not the Navy SEALs. We're, we're, you know, Oakland's finest, right? Like we're going to come in and we're going to you know, look at your office. And if there's anything off, like we're going to give you a social media beat down. Um, and, and, you know, I get it. Maybe in the past there might have been some elements of that. You know, Liam and I shared a, a conversation today on a completely different topic. But I think that one of the things that's a, a sign of professional immaturity is when you cannot let go of the past, especially when it comes to organizations. Now listen, I get it. If you have issue with a person, you need to resolve that issue directly with the individual. However, many people harbor issues with an organization and frankly, listen, the leadership, the the, the people, um, all the way down, probably even the membership is completely changed over the last, you know, probably five to ten years in IFCO. 
And in my opinion, it's it's tracking you know very positively. Membership numbers yeah. are always on the rise. Um, a fantastic leadership team currently headed by Dr. Liam Schubel, um, a man with a massive vision, and not just a massive vision for a person, but a massive vision for a profession, and not just a profession in a country, but a profession around the world. Um, a little later, I'd love to talk about some of the initiatives that we've started um, internationally. But you know, my role then is right now what we're doing, and a lot of you may have noticed that we recently went through a rebranding at IFCO. And the rebranding um, was an initiative that was started by a former board member. This is not my initiative, but I think it's a very healthy initiative. And now with the change of leadership, with Liam coming in, um, he was gracious enough to appoint me to the PR committee. And what we are working on is making sure that the profession is very, very clear about who we are and what we stand for. Um, the old days, the old hate straight days, the old chiropractic police days, those are over. It is a time at IFCO for service, for growth, for protection, for making sure that we're protecting the rights of every chiropractor around the world to use terms like subluxation, to perform an analysis and a proper chiropractic, a specific chiropractic adjustment when necessary, to utilize x-ray as a part of their, of their diagnosis protocol, as part of their analysis, to utilize tools like infrared thermography, surface EMG, heart rate variability. We want to protect the core essence of chiropractic. We don't want to police it, but we just want to make sure that our inherent core stays intact, not only in America, but around the world. And you know things like this, IFCO TV, the brainchild of Dr. Frankie Hahn, um, leveraging you know platforms like this to to project that message out. And so, listen, I know a lot of people are going to listen to this because you know we have Tristan, we have Liam, we have some names on this, and and it, it will get shared around. But it's at this point in your viewing experience that I want you to actually consider whether or not you are a member of IFCO. Now, if you get anything out of the rest of the conversation, um, just right there, I would expect that anything that we would deliver to you will produce an ROI that will at least get you enough money to join IFCO. I mean, that's our commitment over the rest of the, of the program. And if you're not a member of IFCO and any of what we've discussed so far resonates with you, I invite you to check us out ifcocairo.org, um, go on, and, and it's very simple, and, and you know, I get beat up a little bit about this, sometimes in jest, but sometimes, you know, people don't, don't get it, but honestly think that if you really expect to receive back from chiropractic in your office tomorrow, you have to be giving in the right places, and IFCO is a fantastic place to start, and very few people will tell you this, because we live in a world where amongst leadership, we think about, you know, what can we give to our members? What, what benefit is there? And, and some members frankly ask that, what's in it for me? Right. And listen, I gotta tell you, you know what's in it for you is that when you're giving in the right places, you will always be blessed abundantly beyond your wildest imagination. And you should never say, well, you know, if I was making Liam Schubel type money, then I would join. I'll tell you the reason why you're not making that type of money is because you haven't joined. You know, you have to put the give in front of the get. So many people tell me, you know, I w all of these things that you're involved in, you know, I would join. I would if I could. And I always respond back, but you know what? You could if you would. You know, the first thing is you need to take a step out and decide 
to place your support, to place your well-earned dollars back into the trusted hands of the leadership who are going to protect your rights to continue to earn those dollars for many, many years to come, regardless of whether you're in America, you're in Europe, you're in Australia, you're in Latin America, you're in Africa, it doesn't matter. We have a mind towards you. Tristan, you know I always say you know, to, to the people that, that are with me, that you know my tribe that i think about you all the time you know we think about we talk about liam and i were on the phone today talking about our colleagues in latin america colleagues who probably don't even know liam nor my name but we want to make sure that we are working hard for them and that we are guaranteeing their right to continue to practice and more importantly grow chiropractic around the world you you guys more than it probably a lot in america have your pulse on what's going on. Obviously, with Liam's clinics in Southern America, you've worked in Costa Rica. Your pulse in Australia and what you're doing, uh, helping out in Australia. Can either one of you kind of share what maybe some out in America's? Because mostly our audience right now, I'll say is I'll say is 80% American watching live right now. What don't we know? What's going on outside our sphere? Yeah, I, I could answer that. I, I would say I think one of the key uh, things that, that chiropractors don't realize, and, and I think this is why they don't join an international organization, and we, we get this not just in the United States, but in other countries, uh, in other parts of the world. Hey, you know what? I'm in Uruguay. What, why should I join an international organization? I'm only interested in what happens to Uruguay. And, and here's what they don't know, is that there is a coordinated effort worldwide to uh, take down chiropractic as we know it, uh, have us be absolved into the practice of medicine, have us be a subset of medicine. Uh, we've seen it just recently in Ireland, uh, uh, that movement. And ironically, and I'll tell you why, you know, some people would say, oh, it's a, it's his, here we go with the conspiracy theories again. But I have to tell you, the languaging is very specific every single time. Uh, you know, if you follow politics, they have a thing called talking points, right? And and if you if you watch the Sunday... Uh, morning television shows. You could be watching NBC and they'll have uh, some representative of the Democratic Party and he'll be there. And then another representative of the Democratic Party will be on the CBS morning program and another representative will be on the ABC program. And if you watch all three and you put them up together, you'll say, gosh, the message is exactly the same. They went through the same talking points. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a strategy. They planned that. That's not by accident. That wasn't a coincidence. And if you look worldwide, uh, Ireland, for example, had this issue of hey, you know, I think chiropractors are taking too many x-rays. Let's reduce the amount of x-rays that chiropractic take. Basically, denying the fact that there are techniques in chiropractic that rely on x-rays to get things such as listings uh, in order to deliver the most specific scientific chiropractic adjustment. We've seen that in Ireland. Uh, I just recently, today I was working, I was on the phone uh, to Atlanta and also to New Zealand, and we were working on a, on a project together uh, to, to put some wording in for an IFCO response to an Australian initiative, which is doing the same exact thing. The ACA uh, kind of started it. They, they threw the shot across the bow. So why is that, uh, you know, why does the ACA come across with this initiative to reduce the amount of x-rays taken uh, and, and, and make it more disease-specific rather than vertebral subluxation-specific? Uh, even in Australia, they, they want to take out the word vertebral subluxation, completely eliminate it, and, and, and again, bring us under the, the auspices of 
manipulative medicine. So these are the kind of things, and, and, and you know, Sean talked about some great points, and, and, and I think the ticket is this. If you know, we have this hashtag, you are the IFCO, and, and I think a lot of people don't realize that they really are part of the IFCO, whether they're a member or not, because if the detection, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation is a value to them, it's, it's something that, and frankly, I, I have to be frank with everybody, it, frankly, everybody watching the program probably perceives their living based on the detection, analysis, and correction of the vertebral subluxation. If that was to disappear, I have to tell you, your financial bottom line would be in absolute jeopardy. So, you know, the question is, should I join the FCO, IFCO? I can't imagine why you wouldn't, just from a, yeah. a professional trade organism standpoint that stands for, for your values. Uh, and, and then again, we want to ensure, speaking of a larger vision, we want to ensure every man, woman, and child's uh, opportunity to have this valuable service anywhere on the planet to be, have their subluxations detected, analyzed, analyzed, and corrected. And so we're, we're, we're working for two groups of people, the practice members, the people who receive the care, and we're also working for the practitioners, the people that deliver that, that high quality of care every single day. We want to make sure that, that, that in the future, uh, our children, our grandchildren can receive the same level of care that we've benefited from, that a lot of people watching this program, uh, some people are alive today watching this program because of that detection, analysis, and correction. Imagine what your life would have been like if all you could receive was a gross manipulation. Sean, I want to, you, you wanted to speak about some of the initiatives. I know Australia is very dear to you. Uh, I, you visit there regularly, put on different events. You're working with the Australian Spinal Research Foundation and the leadership over there. Did you want to add anything about Australia particularly? And, and what are the initiatives you guys have been uh, setting out? Well, I, again, likewise, I mean, if I've, you know, in humbly I would say if I have my name on this, it's, it's not going to be a local initiative. You know, for many years people have gotten hung up on the Australian part of the Australian Spinal Research Foundation. Um, yeah. That's, you know, it's located in Australia. It's home bases in Australia. But again, research is global. I mean, it's not, you, you, we, we don't ever see research and then it, it, it gets knocked down because you're like, well, that only applies in, in <laughs> Uruguay, right? Like that's, yeah. that's only for them. Um, when we look at research, it, it, it never is called into question the, the, the country where the research was performed. And, and actually, too, um, you know, ASRF has been funding or facilitating research around the world for, for such, a, such a long time. Um, you know, listen, if you believe that research is important, so let me tell you what's important in my world. I think that you should be um, supporting a, a local organization. Um, you know, it could be your state organization. There's many great ones, Troy Dukowitz with his epochs and, um, you know, Peter Kevorkian with his, his local yes. organization that they've been meeting for 25 years, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, you should be supporting something local. You need to support something for your, where you live. Um, for me, it would be IFCO. Um, it would be nice if that was international, right? So something international. You need to be supporting something in the academic field. Um, for me, that would be Sherman. I also, um, you know, support uh, New Zealand Chiropractic College, Scotland. That's a great one up and coming with Ross McDonald. Again, um, you know, just making sure you're giving back. And then lastly, you, you want to support something in research. 
And you know, everybody says research, research, research is so important. We need more research, but then you know, you don't put any money to it. I'll tell you the bottom line is two twofold. We need money to fund research and we need people to do the research. It's almost embarrassing how few researchers there are in the field. I mean, you know, you can probably think off the top of your head, you know, the known researchers in our field, and that's embarrassing. But it's also embarrassing how little money. Um, we have to fund the research. When we talk about the money that's available in the allopathic world to research, you know, the growth of a fingernail, it's astronomical compared to what's available to research vertebral subluxation. So ASRF's sole purpose is to facilitate the funding of research of good sound chiropractic vertebral subluxation research. Um, we're not interested in looking at, you know, how the grass affects your gait and how it might, you know, um, you know, contribute to altered biomechanics of the talus. <laughs> um, we're interested in vertebral subluxation. And we have committed a million dollars over the next five years um, of funding. That's from ASRF alone, not to mention the facilitation that we do. There's many times that there's projects that come along um, that don't don't make it through our selection process. It's a rigorous two-step process. We're not just funding things because it has a catchy title. Um, you know, it has to go through a, a, a rigorous process where it is highly scrutinized. And then, listen, sometimes it, it, it's not funded by us, but we have many, many contacts, many other groups where we will leverage our relationship and help to facilitate that research. You know, a lot of people think that ASRF does research. We don't do any research. We don't publish any research. We facilitate. Um, so, you know, great chiropractic researchers out there, if you had a brilliant idea, you know, you've got to jump in. First of all, you need to support. It's ridiculously cheap. Speaking of international circles, you know, we, you know we've been having conversations at IFCO about this, but at ASRF, your, your membership is charged in Australian dollars. So it's 40 yeah. Australian dollars. I believe that comes out basically That's to be $30 US yeah. a month. Like, you know, just throw 30 US dollars a month um, towards some research. We have done our numbers. If we could get a thousand members, you know, and we're tracking for that, but at a thousand members, funding wise, we really don't have any issue. Now, at 2,000 members worldwide, we could do some really serious chiropractic research. And I know that there's a lot of groups out there, technique groups, um, other special interest groups that have an interest in research. And we're right now, we're receiving expressions of interest. If you want to tap into part of that $1 million over five years, you've got to head over to the ASRF, Australian Spinal Research Foundation page. You've got to log in there, look at our expression of interest requirements and start putting something together and it will go through the process. Maybe it doesn't get funded, but you will learn a lot and then you just submit again. Right? We want your research to get funded and we will do everything we can to help you because we want to produce that research. And you know, I, I do have a very special heart for Australia because of my working over there and you know, I get really passionate because you know, Australia, I feel like the, the political climate in Australia for chiropractors is very unique. Um, and just like Liam said, if you think you're exempt, if you're like, oh, that's Australia, um, no, you're not. And you know, the use of social media has come under scrutiny. The use of review sites like Yelp and Google has come under scrutiny. The, um, the taking care of pediatric population, the analysis and correction of vertebral subluxation in, in the pediatrics population has come under a, a large amount of scrutiny. 
do need is for a big country like Australia to, to begin to place a dent in their rights, and that will trickle down into many, many places in, in the world. And so you, we cannot afford to have blinders on when it comes to what's going on in the world internationally um, with politics, with research, with academics, um, with lexicon, all of that. You've got you've, you've to stay awake. And if you're not going to get involved, you at least have to support you know, IFCO, make sure that you're tuning in when Dr. Schubel's doing his Facebook lives and updating you because otherwise literally you're just in the dark and, you know, the whole thing could come to a grinding halt tomorrow and that would be sad. Absolutely. Um, guys, I, I want to, if for people that are joining us live, if you could share around, if you want to ask, uh, put some comments in, uh, shout outs to Dr. Edward Cordero, president of Sherman College, joining us, uh, Keith Wassong, one of the greatest chiropractic advocates out there, um, Adam Tedder, Heath Tremaine, Janet Garcia, DC to B, Joe Borio is joining us, uh, Matt Jackson. Um, we're live with uh, Liam, Dr. Liam Schiller, president of the ICO, and board member Sean Dill. Um, Sean is one of the best orators, I, I think second to Liam. I think everyone knows that, right, out there in the chiropractic space. He delivered one of the most uh, epic uh, presentations at uh, the recent Berkshire's Philosophy event put on by Dr. Scott Garber. Um, you talked about, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your speech there, kind of for people that missed it, uh, you talked about, uh, you, it was actually a sermon, if you will, uh, talking about the fear that chiropractors have, and I, I wanted you to share a little bit of that tonight, if you can. Before you go into that, before you go into that, Sean, I, I just want to uh, make a comment there. Uh, I have to tell you, I've been watching you speak now for years, but it might, might even be a decade. That was, to me, the best talk that you've ever given in your entire life that I've seen. It was crystal clear, and I was so happy that Irene Gold was sitting in the front row watching yeah. that. What a pleasure, what a privilege. And, and I mean, I, I know I talked to her afterwards, and, and, I, and, and I, you know, I'm going to let this secret out. I said, who was your favorite speaker? She said, Sean Dill. I was crushed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I was happy for you at the same time. It was absolutely a brilliant presentation, just one of the reasons why you know, the folks watching here should never miss the Berkshire Philosophy yeah. event, uh, www.tickevent.com. Uh, it, it's, it's on my calendar already for next year. Y y that's that's uh, some of the best talks I've ever seen in my life are produced there because Dr. Scott Garber is so exigent uh, in, in, in what he demands from, from the speakers that, that come from the stage, both in content and delivery. So, so thank you, Sean, for that. I, I, everybody that was there, uh, it was it was one of the highlights of the weekend. Yeah, well, thank I, you. I just wanted Sean to just give a kind of a little snapshot of what you delivered because it was powerful, man. Yeah, you know, well, first of all, you know, I I think that to to everybody that that's watching at this time, you, you know, something's happened in chiropractic. We have all these seminars, and 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 I think back. If, if 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 even you Tristan, have you ever heard um, audio of B.J. Palmer at Lyceum, right? And many of the many of his his talks at Lyceum were, you know, ended up as pamphlets. We had, you know, the hour has arrived, the hour has struck, and you know, chiropractors came from all over, all over by you know, not by airplane, right? And so it's it's funny like how people are inconvenienced nowadays to make it to Berkshire's, like it's not next door to the airport. People came from all over to hear the man speak, but you know, in, in my world, and by no means am I never making the comparison, but just as a presenter, you know, I am always amazed at the level of preparation 
um, when BJ spoke. And I had a very rare and unique opportunity. There was a time I was, before his passing, I was at the BJ Palmer mansion with um, Andy Roberts. And um, you know, we were afforded the opportunity because of his relationship there to, to just kind of take our time and meander through um, the mansion. And we were sitting in the library and we were admiring the books and looking at the books. And we noticed there were these binders. They were black binders. There were three ring binders, but they were short, like the size of a book. And Andy pulled one out, probably was not allowed, but he's not here now, so we can't yell at him. And he was looking at it and he was like, look at this. These are BJ's lecture notes. And I was amazed to see the level of preparation that he put in to deliver one of his lectures, you know, lecture, presentation, speech. We've lost that somewhere in chiropractic, you know, and I admire that there are many people, you know, the Robert Monaco's out there that are tr giving training to the chiropractors to learn how to, how to deliver a, a compelling presentation. Because, you know, somewhere along the line, we've had this philosophical blip where it became cool to arrive at a chiropractic presentation completely unprepared and just allow innate to speak to you and i'm just in the audience hoping that innate speaks english when it you know delivers <laughs> them the message because it would be terrible if it came out in you know swahili or portuguese or you know i was watching a video today too and, and listen i might just be old i'm not that old and somewhere along the line it became cool to wear like you know the, the you know the jeans with the sneakers and oh, you know, i grew up in, in a day when i would go to to de and you know, and it was cool to to be dressed um, professionally and look nice and be prepared and get up and deliver a compelling presentation. I'm inspired by today's greats. Um, I listen to people that can speak. I, I'm highly inspired by people like Stephen Furtick. Um, you know, people that put together a, a nice presentation. It starts on time. It ends on time. Stephen Furtick sometimes dresses in jeans too, but sometimes he dresses up. That's nice. Um, I'm, I'm inspired by great presentations. And so the, the presentation at Berkshire's centered around the fact that I, I was, prior to that, I was at church with my parents for Easter Sunday. And a scripture was read where they spoke about how um, the, the, the girls had returned, the women had returned to Jesus' tomb following um, his death, and the stone was rolled away. They looked inside. There was an angel. The angel said, you're looking for Jesus. He's not here. He's gone on. Go out and tell the rest that he is going to meet them in Galilee. And they left the tomb where they had actually saw, with their own eyes, they saw that Jesus was gone. Now, granted, I just want to make sure a disclaimer, you know, Tristan asked me if I had the disclaimer at Brooks. It, it really wasn't a sermon. It's just looking at this moment. And, and what hit me is that in, in the Bible, the women left and it says they, they left there and they told no one because they were afraid. And, you know, the, listen, the whole, the whole gist of the, the Easter message, right, the, the crucifixion and the resurrection of, of, of the Son of God, that's the message there. And I was really stuck on this, they told no one because they were afraid. And I was just, I couldn't stop thinking, I was, I was asking myself, what were they afraid of? Right, that's an interesting thing because they saw with their eyes that yeah. Jesus was gone and they saw an angel, by the way, that's not a common concern, occurrence. And the angel spoke to them, they had a conversation and the angel told them, go on out and tell the rest of the people that Jesus is going to meet them. And they shook their heads, yes, and they laughed and they were frozen. They couldn't say anything because they were afraid. And, you know, the discussion there was what were they afraid of? And 
I started thinking, man, in chiropractic, it's an awful lot like that. First of all, you know, I realized that sitting in that church that, you know, the Easter Sunday is about the, the crucifixion and resurrection of, of the Son of God. And, you know, if you're a Christian, that's what that's about. But for a lot of people, Easter is about an Easter bunny that somehow takes on this chicken-like um, you know, persona and lays chocolate eggs and brings them around to kids. That's what Easter has become. And then I chiropractic is really about the vertebral subluxation, the analysis and correction of the vertebral subluxation. And somewhere along came a bunny and spun it and made chiropractic about spinal decompression or low back pain or melting away fat or, you know, all of these things that it has become, that is simply the Easter bunny version of the original story. And then I realized that probably what happened is that the original story, it got, it, it got diluted over time because they were afraid. And I started thinking, listen, you, you see these miracles, you, you know, maybe, you know, hopefully you see them in your office, but they're not really miracles. They're just what happens when you do chiropractic. But we have been conditioned to become afraid. And over time, that fear has caused us to rise up in our egos, to dress ourselves up as Easter bunnies, to look for acceptance from you know, the secular world, to look for acceptance in the non-secular, to look for acceptance everywhere we can by dressing up as Easter bunny and handing out chocolate eggs because we're afraid of the actual core message. It's a safer message to talk about headaches and back pain and you know neck pain and you know spinal decompression and sciatica. That's safe. It's not safe to step out and talk about enhancing your life's potential, the body's capacity to heal, everything that lives inside of us. And because of that fear, chiropractic has become the Easter bunny. We've lost the original core message. And what's such a shame is just like the people on Easter, the majority population doesn't even realize it anymore. It's just been lost. And so we have to, we have to fight. We have to preach. We have to gather the congregation, your followers, your raving fans. You have to get more raving fans. You have to indoctrinate the community into the legitimate message. Because here's what I noticed too is that that message is very appealing to the masses. It's just not being told because it's being, you know, we dressed up a 60-year-old man in an Easter bunny suit and put him out in the mall and offered to take pictures with little kids, and that's the only thing they know. Oh. Woo! All right, guys. <laughs> um, which leads me to, uh, Dr. Schubel, did you want to add anything in there? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, what's obvious here is that the, that it's not the Easter Bunny that's going to transform and evolve things, right? It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the Easter Bunny version of chiropractic. Might be entertaining, might be uh, uh, jovial, might be a, a, you know, a, an experience, but uh, it is the 33 principles of chiropractic and the application of those principles uh, applied towards the, the 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 human physiology, as as Dr. Dill talked about, you know, it's it's not a miracle. It's physiology expressing itself optimally when the obstructions to the nerve system are uh, removed through a specific scientific chiropractic adjustment. You know, uh, sometimes I, I've been called at times a simpleton in, in many ways, and <laughs> and you know, in business, that's kind of what my what my strong point is. I mean, I really I go into these complicated situations and I go and, and these people they've made the situation so complicated that now they don't know how to get out of it 
And so when I come in from an outside perspective, I bring simplicity and I say, okay, let's break this down into parts and here's what you're going to handle, here's what you're going to handle. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize it. It could be this simple. Well, you know, chiropractic is very, very much the same. I, I think we shy away from it because it's not complicated in a sense. It, it is very simple. And, and, and I, I think nature in that way is, is also anything that thrives and, and is functioning at a level of abundance has a certain level of simplicity and in essence that's the, the beauty of it and that's that's what has the power to transform and evolve uh, life as we know it is recognizing the simplicity the simple principles and then applying and 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 staying in line with those principles epic man uh, one of the things about your speech sean and what you said earlier about your visit to the palmer mansion with dr roberts was the preparation that uh, uh dr bj palmer put in but I think the same can be said about you and what you've done with your career. I think uh, one of the things that needs to be uh, it's said more and more is the investments that you're making and have made into your career and helping others uh, gain, gain uh, uh, insight and wisdom and knowledge from your investments. Uh, if people don't know, Dr. Sean Dill has worked with uh, legends outside of chiropractic, which is very big to me, and everyone knows that Cairo Sushi is we're trying to bridge the gap between entrepreneurs outside the profession of chiropractic that are excelling. And and one of the things that I am amazed by Dr. Sean Dill is I, I think that Sean is one of the few people in chiropractic that could go stand out on a stage with uh, at a 10X con with Grant Cardone and hold his own. Uh, and I do think, Liam, you could too, so I just want to throw that in there. I already um, have. You already have. You already have. That's true. Sean hasn't yet. But, Sean, you've invested in, in, in people like Michael Port. You're investing in getting coached and trained by Jay Abraham. Talk to us about your your investment into your career and how you're uh, facilitating that through programs like Black Diamond Club, TATS, uh, the artist specific, all your offerings and platforms that you have. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, Liam hit the hit the nail on the head earlier that, you know, chiropractic is a business and we need to be successful in our own offices as a business. We need to be successful in our organizations. I mean, Sherman is a business. Um, not It's not for profit, but we have to run Sherman in a way that will allow us to reach more students, to reach more people. It's a business. Um, IFCO is a business. ASRF is a business. The, the, the million dollars over five years, we didn't find it under the mattress. It, we have to be good stewards. We have to market. We have to sell. We have to fundraise. All of those things. And listen, um, chiropractors love to get business advice from chiropractors. And you know, I I I think that you know there is merit to that because there's experience. Um, if we're talking about how to speak or communicate, how to market. But I think you also need to be, if it is within your means, you need to be receiving some business mentorship from outside of chiropractic. You know, my first venture into that was with Michael Port. I worked with Michael Port. He's a New York Times bestselling author of the book, Book Yourself Solid. Also now with an amazing, um, let, me, let me just say in credit to, um, you know, if anybody has heard me speak and if you thought like, well, that was good, if that entered into your head, I want to direct you to Heroic Public Speaking. Um, that's the pro program, HeroicPublicSpeaking.com that Michael Port and his wife Amy put on. Just tell them that you, you heard about them through me. They'll, they'll be very, very kind and take care of you. Several um, people that I know have gone through that program. It is spectacular. 
Um, it will teach you so much, so much about presenting. Um, and listen, that relationship is about book yourself solid. I was using that book at Life West, Teaching Philosophy 4, a communications class, and I wanted to understand the book inside and out. And then I wanted to apply the constructs with my experience in chiropractic and spend them for chiropractic. Because listen, I'll be honest, this is in a public forum. Michael is not a chiropractor. So he's teaching it in a form that's very generic. And there are considerations for healthcare providers. I mean, you have um, marketing considerations, rules and regulations, HIPAA considerations. It's not just nuts and bolts from a business construct and then just you know swipe and deploy. You have to know how to apply these things in the healthcare field. I work with Michael, um, love Michael, found tremendous value there, took some time to, to build and implement the things that he had taught, and then I wanted to work with Jay Abraham. Um, and the reason why I wanted to work with Jay was because of who Jay works with. Um, if you've seen Shark Tank, um, Damon John considers Jay his greatest mentor. Tony Robbins, if you've been to Business Mastery, um, a lot of the Business Mastery constu uh, constructs are coming from Jay Abraham. Um, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof um, Coffee consults with Jay. And so I was like, listen, if he's finding that level of success, I want to work with Jay. Mm -hmm. um, there was a series of things that had happened. Um, you know, we tried to line up. We couldn't get it to fit. Opportunity showed up, and I jumped on it. Um, I'm about to start my second year with Jay. And over the course of the year, we, I, first of all, I've been challenged and learned so much from that man. He is, he, he's a true business genius. Um, he has the ability to sit down and no matter what your industry, um, understand it in about five minutes and then start giving you really valuable um, insights that you've never even thought of were possible um, and then and really challenge you on implementation. He's challenged Lacey and I big time over this, over this past year. And then in our second year, you know, I, I, I asked him, I said, I want to shift the focus because this past year, really what we've been doing is building infrastructure for the specific chiropractic centers, um, getting ready for some expansion that's going on there, tightening systems and making sure we had everything there on lock. Um, you know, we had to, to, to set up the systems. We had some outgoing and some incoming as we got all of the, all of the tools right. Um, you know, Jay had had us create an environment that just is ripe for explosion. Jay understands, um, you know, multi-million dollar business and scaling and growth. And so we did a lot of work um, sort of quietly and calmly to get that set up. But, to, you know, it was actually today I was telling him, I want to shift my focus in the second year to reaching more of you, right? I want to have better content. And Jay's a massive believer in delivering free content. And I want to deliver massive value to my colleagues because, listen, the first year was great. And I have no doubt that we're going to reap rewards. I'm talking about generational wealth from the stuff that he's done with us over the last year. But that's not good enough because chiropractic has to be at the core. And I want to help you to find generational wealth. And so I was telling Jay, I want to do a very similar thing. I want to take some of his concepts, strategy of preeminence, and, and some of the other brilliant um, methodologies that he teaches, and I want to bend them to the chiropractor, to the healthcare professional, and teach you how to leverage these things. I get that question all the time. You know, how do we leverage these different things that are going on? Um, loyalty rewards, professional relationship capital. Chiropractors don't understand relationship capital. Joint ventures, um, scaling opportunities for growth. They don't understand these things. 
And, and I want to teach that to chiropractors with Jay's help. Um, and, he, and he's super excited about it. And so, listen, it's not, I'm, I don't work with those guys for a photo op. I don't think I've ever posted a picture of me cracking, you know, one of their backs. And, you know, it's not a, a passing by type thing. It's, you know, I, I, if you do heroic public speaking, um, Michael will know me by name. If you call Jay Abraham, Jay will know me by name because we've been working together um, for a period of time, not just a flyby pass through. Um, and like you said, that's not cheap. You know, these guys know their worth. And, you know, I want to pass that value on. There's no, there's no benefit in just um, getting something and, and leveraging it to build the specific and not helping the colleagues to build. Because, listen, quite frankly, one of my realizations is no matter how big the specific gets, we will still never be able to service every man, woman, and child on the planet. That's why, you know, we need for Liam and his, his clinics and his efforts to be huge. We need for Amped to be huge. We need for everybody to be huge. And there's so many small-minded people that think if one person's huge, that, that, that encroaches on their space. Yeah. Samsung is huge. Apple is huge. Nokia is huge. Huawei, which most of you don't even know about, is huge. There is room for multi-billion dollar efforts in one single space. Nobody's crowding anybody out and much less, much less in chiropractic. If you have that, it, first of all, if your coach thinks that way, you got to drop them right away. I, I had to yeah, do that the past our... couple days. There yeah. is space for everything in your life. If you have an abundant mindset, you know, it can all fit. It, you can get it all. I, if you watch that, um, that uh, documentary, The Defiant Ones, um, Jimmy Iovine, that guy's a genius. $3.2 billion sale to Apple for Beats by Dr. Dre. And man, listen, Dre was kind of along for the ride. Jimmy was the mastermind behind that. And listen, how many other headphones are there out there? I mean, no, this, they just were smart enough to leverage a relationship that began a long time ago with Stephen Jobs talking about music delivery and then leverage that relationship long term into that $3.2 billion deal. Man, we got to be bigger thinkers. We have to have a longer vision where, we're, you know, we got to get our bifocals. We're just looking through that little section there. We've got to learn to project out. So for me, that's why I love being around people like Jay Abraham and not just around Jay, but his clients, um, you know, because his clients are doing big, big things. And if you're around Jay and his clients, I mean, you're getting pushed and challenged um, to really, really expand what you think is possible with what you're doing. For, for those, and then I want to go back to Liam, if you, for those that don't know, just a quick elevator pitch, what is Black Diamond Club? Because you get a lot of questions every day. Well, what is it? I don't get it. What is it? What do you do in there? I'm a member. Um, uh, what is it that you want people to know out there that might not know about Black Diamond Club? Listen, Black Diamond Club is, is a laboratory. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a human laboratory where we look at the psychology and dynamics of marketing, sales, and mindset. You know, and I think, honestly, there's a lot of laboratories out there where the, you know, the so-called leader is not letting you in on the trick, where they're manipulating your thought process um, and they're not letting you in on it. BDC is all about showing you yeah. how we market and sell and watching the behavior of the collective. Because listen, if you're selling from a place of integrity, it feels good. You're getting what you want ethically and you're being provided value. And what we do in Black Diamond Club is we pull the curtain back and show you 
how that works so that you could apply it to your particular business, regardless of what it is. Listen, inside Black Diamond Club, you know, let's let's send a shout out to, to Chris Corrales, Chris Cool on Facebook. He's not a chiropractor, but he's a chiropractor super fan, right? And yeah. he's he's going to be speaking this weekend. He's a he's a he's a client of mine. Yeah. He's speaking this weekend at a rolfing conference. And that's exactly what this is about, because if we can transmit this message of success and abundance, and it has an underpinning of these chiropractic principles, and Chris is taking that to the rolfers, man, are we winning. And so, listen, it goes beyond just helping chiropractors. It's service professionals and, and, and professionals that share a common bond with us. They need to be successful, too. Again, we can't be short-sighted. If your acupuncturist shares a vitalistic philosophy down the street and they're struggling, this is not good for your business. When they're thriving and you're thriving, you're dominating the community with your philosophical mindset. The community is beginning to accept the, as normal the idea that the body can heal itself, whether it's from needles and chi or it's from a chiropractic adjustment and innate intelligence. We need people to get on the concept that they can heal and off of the concept that they need more drugs. And so listen, I want everybody that shares that philosophy, that vision to be successful, Black Diamond Club is $50 a month, www.blackdiamondclub.com. There's no contracts and no obligations. 350 plus members in there. If there's one complaint that we get, it's that it's too much content. There's probably 20 posts a day that come out on various things. And, it's, and listen, it's probably one of the most collaborative groups that you will find in the industry. Yeah. There's no bitching and moaning and attacking and crying. There's no crying in Black Diamond Club. We, we're here supporting each other. You, you are allowed to show up and say, I had my biggest collections day ever. And nobody's going to look at you sideways and say, well, what'd you do? Sell a bunch of oils. We will celebrate with you. We will support you. We want you to be successful. Some people, listen, you're paying good money to be a part of things where the, you know, the intention is to knock you down. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was funny, you know, Liam, look at Liam. He's lost all this weight and he's got me watching these funny videos. And one of these guys <laughs> that um, Liam is excited about, um, you know, there was a point that was made um, that, listen, most of the guys in the fitness world that are inspirational, they're actually not inspirational. They're just yelling at you and knocking you down because you're fat or because you got off the train or, you know, and, and that's not helpful at all. You need to be motivated. You need to see what's possible and then you need to be guided and inspired to actually get there. And, you know, that's what Black Diamond Club is about. It's not about yelling at people or, you know, calling them names. It's about supporting oh, this... them and helping them to get where they want to go. This might be perfect because Liam's getting very great results of being called a fatty on video, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's calling Liam a fatty on video? That, the, the guy he's watching. This, uh, Liam, did oh, you have oh, anything that, to add to that? Because this might be a great time for us to bring up the battle round before we close out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this let, let Leah, let's do this because you know I'm at a at a distinct advantage here because Liam um, does not watch anything relative to sports. Like he's just into his thing, right? Like he's super hyper focused. I um, am aware of first take, um, and you know I watch that in the mornings, and so I have my Stephen A. Smith swagger um, for the battle, um, okay. and so we can we can bring the topic up. And um, we can we can let Liam uh, you know, say his thing, and then I'll I'll, I'll shut it down. Well, okay. <laughs> How convenient! Can I say something? When, when we is were that you? Is that you just flipping the coin and winning and get and getting the last word? 
<laughs> what, 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 it should have been a lawyer. Liam, Liam was it, out of all of us. We're all we're we're all tenacious, but this dude didn't stop, and we had to we had to bitch and cry to him to stop working in the Dominican Republic. People don't know this. So, this dude does not stop working, so he doesn't have time for sports. <laughs> well, you know, so, it's funny. I, I love to work. Work is fun. I love to work. You know, that was the old de thing that yes. Williams used to say. And uh, when your passion is your, your work, you're, you're really never working. And, and, and the surprising thing is, I think what a lot of people would be surprised, I would say 90% of my day is working on things that are not related to my business, uh, in, 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 in growing my business, I, partially because I've developed systems that, that auto-regulate and grow themselves. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I mean, thanks to those systems, I, I'm, I'm able to spend time working on chiropractic politics, education research those things that dr dill mentioned that everybody complains about we don't have enough research great what are you doing well you, <laughs> you two are you two are what i consider to be two of the smartest people and i consider now to be two of my smartest friends now in in this profession and in outside i actually have no more friends outside of chiropractic so this is it uh this is what happens i guess when you get involved uh i want to say you guys are polar opposites and i mean sean is tenacious out of out of so many people, but there is a line that I saw in the week with you, Liam, that I'm like, it concerned me a little bit. I'm like, this dude doesn't stop. So I heard you saying, I'm a member of Shubal Vision Elite. I'm also a member of Black Diamond Club. One of Sean's favorite sayings is, there is no glory in the grind. Well, on one episode of Shubal Vision Elite, Liam Shubal, because Sean's not in Shubal Vision Elite, Liam Shubal decided to say, there is glory in the grind. And I think you do believe that in that stuff. So... For our first take and to close out this 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 awesome uh, talk tonight, uh, I will give uh, I will give Liam Shovel the, the first right of, to to say, is there glory in the grind? You say there is, Liam. Why is there glory in the grind? Well, let me start with a non-combative uh, stance. <laughs> I, I I will say this uh, that I think I understand what what Sean is trying to convey with the message. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, there's this idea that Malcolm Gladwell had that in order to master any task, you, you needed 10,000 hours. That was the magic formula. Um, now, Princeton did a study about four years ago uh, trying to analyze that. Was it really 10,000 hours uh, that, that people needed? And what they found was that depends because if you have the proper mentorship, if you have the proper KPIs, if you have the the proper uh, analysis of, of what it is that you're doing in your practice. If your practice is guided, then of course you don't need to spend ten thousand dollars or ten thousand hours to get to that level. And so I, I, I think I think that uh, when people hear that there is no glory in the grind, it could be misleading because it could be something like, well, it's a get rich quick uh, get rich quick scheme, right? That hey, there's no work involved, right? You know, and and we see that sometimes in in the chiropractic profession, students or point things they'd be going up right now for Liam, just so people know, like part of the eruption or whatever. So, you know what it is? There's there's students and doctors that you see them all over social media, right? They're they're almost superheroes in in, in the social media world. And then they, they start to fail in practice or they start to, uh, they start to have a, this downward spiral in their business. And part of that is because the, they're, they're on a glory high, right? They're, they, they're, but they, they've forgotten that that glory comes from the grind. It, it, it comes from the grind. It, and that grind, by the way, is not only putting the work, the time, the effort in, 
but then also doing it intelligently, right? And that, that I think, is where uh, Dr. Sean is going with that idea is that, you know, it's not just about grinding, it's about grinding intelligently. Stephen A? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and, and you hit the mark right on the head, so I appreciate you, um, you know, conceding the point that we, there is no glory <laughs> in the grind. <laughs> Where's my attorney? <laughs> I didn't agree to this. <laughs> so, so, and, and but you, but you're absolutely right, Liam. Here, here's the thing. There's this concept that we talk about, um, you know, cognitive dissonance, the the marshmallow test, where you know, th this idea that successful people have the ability to hold two seemingly opposing ideas simultaneously in one's mind. Um, and, and listen, this is right where we are, right? We're, we're at that crossroads. And so the, the hashtag, there is no glory in the grind, um, also comes from my personal opinion of a, a distaste for an effort to begin to promote a message to chiropractors that you should not receive advice from anybody who's not actually practicing chiropractic at that particular moment which, as we just said, would discredit people like Michael Port, um, Jay Abraham, Brian Tracy, anybody that's not been a chiropractor. Um, and so in order to champion that, what we did is we, we coined this phrase, um, you know, I'm in the trenches. I'm in the trenches and Sean is not. And, you know, I w began to think about that and think, well, you know, it was initially said, you know, as a, as a knock. And I began to think, like, listen, when you say I'm in the trenches, that doesn't sound very appealing to me. And, you know, as Liam said, you know, we, 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 we find ourselves in a state of play. And while, yes, outside observers could say it is work, it really is not work because it's a passion and we're, we're playing, right? It, it's, it's you're, you lose yourself in that moment because you enjoy the, the endeavor. That, to me, I would never classify that as being in a trench. Like, I, I don't want to, like, a trench, that's another word for a ditch. If yeah. you're in the trenches, we're digging a ditch, and I've, I don't see chiropractic at all as being like being in a trench. And then we had these, you know, the, these entrepreneurs emerge that began to say, you know, rise and grind. And I thought the same thing. Grind sounds terrible, right? Like, I don't want to rise and grind, <laughs> like grinding my gears. It sounds painful. Listen. If you are in the right profession and you're doing the right thing, again, I think you'll find that work is play. You know, and there's, there's people, people say this all the time, but I hope that every viewer shares this thought. I always say to Lacey, I cannot believe, I cannot even believe that we get paid to do this. Like people give us money to do something that we like doing. The only thing that would be better is if I was Ricky Fowler and I got paid a lot of money to play golf. Okay, I didn't Woods. know who that was. It's a sports person. Gotcha. Yes, it's a, it's a, I got to tell you, by the way, we posted Liam a few pictures of us though. playing golf in the Dominican Republic and everybody messaged me. They wanted to know how good was Liam. Um, and I got to tell you, listen, Liam was is very good at golf. And not only that, I got to tell you too, Liam is tenacious. Um, there was a point where Liam had hit a shot in the sand. There was this big bunker, and he had hit his his next shot, and it didn't get out of the sand. And and there was an opportunity there. And in fact, he was invited by some of the people there to pick up his ball. Like, do you just want to pick up and you know forget about it? And Liam said, No, 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 no. 
and he walked over to his ball. And, and I got to tell you, I was super impressed by that yeah. because, you know, that's another thing is, is, you know, being tenacious means you don't quit. Yeah. Um, I see that all the time. You people, like, I, I just, I can't even stand quitters. I can't, I can't stand that I'm taking my ball and going home. Listen, it might not go your way, and that's that's understandable. The ball's in the sand, and golf is not an easy game. But Liam wasn't out there to impress, or he was out there to have a good time. He hit his ball, and he was like, it didn't go how I wanted, but that's okay. I'm going to hit it again. And, you know, listen, that's life. That's tenacity. But that, I, I, you know, Liam had a smile on his face. He had this goofy hat thing on, like he was completely protected from the sun. And, and even in that moment, somebody could have gotten really mad at their shot. But Liam, Liam was expressing joy. He was happy to be out there. He was enjoying the company. That, to me, is not grinding, right? But there is glory in that moment. You know, and, and for me, listen, um, you know, we were playing at the number 39th rated golf course in the world. It was not cheap. Um, we were renting clubs, and we had to buy golf balls. We were getting gouged on golf balls, and Liam's hitting balls into the ocean like they, like the people were giving out candy. This is not <laughs> a cheap thing here, but it was not a grind. Liam earned that. Everybody that was on that trip earned that by working, but I honestly don't feel that any of us were sitting there thinking, oh, God, like I just ground, I was grinding so hard to get here. You know, I, I hope that Monday never comes because I don't want to go back to the grind. That's what I mean. Don't make your livelihood a grind. It's very, I just can't even imagine waking up in the morning and saying rise and grind. Um, you know, great play on words, but I think rise and shine is better. Like I want to rise and I want to show out. I want to I want to go out and enjoy lose myself in a state of play. I want like tonight where I look at the clock and I'm like, holy smokes, it's 10 o'clock. We're still doing stuff, and, but we're not grinding. None of us are grinding. This is fun, right? And you know, maybe there will be new business in BDC and Shubal Vision Elite, new members for IFCO, support for ASRF, donors at Sherman, and that's all great. But this was not a grind, not at all. This was fun. Um, I would hate to have a life where I was grinding. And so that's what that means. There's no glory in setting yourself up to work in a trench and just grind it out. Find a way to find your passion and joy in chiropractic. And when you do that, um, you will find that you're lost in an eternal state of play. You know, Joe Dispenza talked about that. Um, you know, children lose all track of time and space when they're playing. Yeah. They don't realize that it's cold. They don't realize that it's dark. They don't realize that it's been 12 hours since they last ate. They don't care because they're playing. When I show up to work, when I show up to an, an environment where we're going to work and I'm the one that has the calm, I'm in charge, I always say, ladies and gentlemen, let's lose ourselves in a state of play where we lose all track of time and space and focus on what it is that we're trying to do. Because if we're trying to do something and we're in a state of play, we won't be looking at our watches wondering what time lunch is or what time the meeting is or ends or what time, you know, who's emailing me. We will be lost in a state of play and then that's when really cool stuff gets done. But I gotta tell you, that's not a grind. I've never been at the end of the day and I mean, and everybody's had that, right? That day where you're like, oh my God, I didn't even eat lunch today. But you don't look back on that and say, and it really sucked. If you found yourself there, you were like, I didn't eat lunch today. How cool was today? Time flew by. <laughs> Almost every day time would fly by. 
It's when you're watching your watch and you're like Chris Rock, scrape, 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 scrape at Red Lobster and the watch is going so slow, that's a grind. And I'm so thankful that I don't have that as my job. And it's not knocking that, but I don't want, I don't want the people that I work with to, to think that that's what their life is supposed to look like. Yeah. Uh, I, I say everyone wins tonight. Uh, even Steve Tullius, who just said hi to everyone. Uh, he we said, love Steve. Steve Tullius. Uh, pasta for Julie, guys. We, uh, hey. we did it. We had a great... We had a great, what an intellectual, we didn't, we didn't act like asses at all. This was great. I hope we have this recorded. (laughs) This can prove that you guys are two of the sharpest, brightest lights and candles out there in tick. Uh, Guys, if, uh, if you're interested in learning more about the IFCO, there's been links all in the comments. If you're listening to this later on, uh, you know that now is, there's no better time than now to join the IFCO and support Leaders such as Sean Dill, leaders such as President Liam Schubel, I can tell you from uh, an outsider's perspective, coming in, uh, the work that they're putting in, it's only going to get better and better. And so join join the IFCO now. Uh, thank you, guys. This is this is this is a lot of fun. Hey, Tristan, thank you. And and before we leave, uh, you know, we mentioned the Berkshire Philosophy event uh, as being one of the pivotal events uh, for chiropractic every year, and it needs to be on the calendar. Could you remind us of the other pivotal event that's coming up here in uh, in, in in June? Correct. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be well. It's featuring you guys uh, to uh, alongside uh, in, individuals like Tucker Max, uh, Brian Tracy, who we spoke with at, in the Dominican Republic, and what and a pleasure was, was helping to set us up for what he's going to talk about. Um, Coop Blackson, Davin Michaels. Davin Michaels is someone I'm really excited. I think you guys are going to be really excited about that one. Uh, the the leaders in the profession because this guy really knows how to scale on LinkedIn and how to outsource and that's you know systems that Liam's Liam probably can teach Davin's class um, and uh, we have um, Tom Bilu who I'm really excited about and uh, over three days we're gonna have uh, talks about marketing operation systems uh, it's gonna be the Cairo Sushi Summit June 21st through the 23rd in Las Vegas. Uh, ticket sales prices go up in on uh, May 1st, and then we will have you guys again in August at Mile High by uh, our other IFCO uh, leader, uh, well, Danny Knowles. And uh, so it's going to be a great summer of tick. This is going to be a fantastic summer. Get to Mile High, get to Cairo Sushi, get on board with the IFCO, join Shubal Vision Elite, join BDC. Let's make 2018 just let's blow it up. Uh, let's let's be snipers, guys. Sniper it up. Yeah, and, and I want to add one more thing. So if you're going to join the uh, the Cairo Sushi uh, get-together that's coming up uh, and you want to get the value that's going to be laid out by, I think, like 35 uh, phenomenal presenters and, and five keynote speeches, go to CairoSushiSummerCamp.com, CairoSushiSummerCamp.com. Yeah. And, of course, as I always like to say, I'll be presenting the sashimi portion of the Cairo Sushi event. Liam's uh, also ho- you're hosting a Q&A with Brian Tracy, sponsored by Life West and Sherman. That's going to be fantastic. And, and, and so, Tristan, thank you so much for, for supporting the profession, uh, for always supporting the IFCO, and uh, certainly being an excellent moderator here. Nobody was injured in the production of this video uh, this evening, so thank you for that. And uh, I got to tell you, what a phenomenal broadcast this has been for IFCO Television, certainly a banner event. I want to thank uh, our special guest, Dr. Shank Dilly, Dr. Sean Dill, 
of course, IFCO board member, uh, ASRF, Australian Spinal Research Foundation board member, and Sherman College of Chiropractic, the center of the chiropractic universe there in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Spartanburg, Ooh. South Carolina, Sparkle City. Featuring uh, the beacon, the, the beacon, drive Featuring the beacon, yes, your, your challenge to your intestinal fortitude. Uh, certainly, we're, we're happy to have Dr. Sean Dill on the program tonight, and we appreciate his service to the profession. I know that everybody was listening tonight and watching uh, received tremendous gems, but yes. please, there's so many people that are out in social media that don't know, so please do them a favor and share this message, share this on your Facebook page, uh, share this in the groups that you're, that you're involved in, and together, I think we're going to bring this uh, a vision of every man, woman, and child on the planet, check for vertebral subluxation and adjust it when necessary from birth. So it's been our great pleasure to be with you tonight on IFCO Television. My name is Dr. Liam Schubel. I'm the president of the IFCO, International Federation of Chiropractors and Organizations, and we hope you have a great evening.